Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. We started a new series called Mindset last week. We're going to continue today. Um, Open your Bibles up to Ephesians 4 and we're going to be reading from Ephesians 4 and uh, I'm excited about the word today. Hopefully you came expectant. And ready to receive, believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you this morning through God's Word. Ephesians 4 verse 17, Paul says this, he says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Look at this, verse 23. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. The title of the message today is this, Changed and Still Changing. Changed and still changing. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we're grateful to be in church. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you that we're able to enter in to your gates with thanksgiving. Lord, to look to you this morning as our hope and our future. But Lord, right now, we thank you that you're here and you're with us and you're speaking to us. So God, with faith and expectation today, God, we say we're ready to hear from you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in our lives. We pray for our church. Lord, we pray for all that you're doing across our church, all the people that call Colonial home. God, it's our prayer that we wouldn't just have church for us, Lord, but this church would change a city. Father, that's our prayer that people who who otherwise would not have known you would, would be welcomed home into our church, Lord, because of what you're doing and because of Jesus. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for all in kids. We pray for them as well in Jesus' name. And we all said... Amen. So last week, we began our series, Mindset, the power of a renewed mind. The banner verse is Romans 12, verse 2. Let me read it to you again. I'll put it up behind me. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Last week, we talked about the battlefield of the mind. How in our minds, man, our minds can run down quickly. We can spiral. Thoughts come in. Many thousand thoughts a day. But what happens next, God has given us the power to do something about, to take control, to step in, to put it to the test, 
to ask ourselves, would Jesus be okay with this? Is this the right thought? Is this, does this line up with the Word of God? But I talked about how our thoughts can run, us, run down, but also we can train ourselves to do that which trains our minds upwards. Let me show you that verse. Proverbs 15 and verse 24 in the New Living Translation, it says the path of life, look at it, leads upward. That's your life. If you're on the path of life, it's going up, friends. You're headed up. The path of life, it leads upward for the wise and they leave the grave behind. So last week was about the battlefield of the mind. Go catch that message if you missed it. But this week, the reality is this, the way you see change, it's important to to understand that change is very important when it comes to the renewed mind that God's called us all to have in Christ Jesus. But the way you see change has an effect on the renewing of your mind. What is change? Change is to alter or to vary, to modify or to make different. Change can be a small change, can be a small thing, but it also can be a complete transformation or an overhaul. I wonder what your approach is to change. How do you see change in your life? Did you come to church today and park in the same spot you always park in? Did you walk in the same way you always do and say hi to the same three or four people you always say hi to? And then did you make your way into the room to sit in the same seat? You always sit in. Or get mad at the person that sat in your seat. (laughs) There's something about this because as we go on in life, especially in the spiritual life, we're going to catch this today, that what can happen is, is we can begin to resist change. So what was present before, which was important and needed, has now become the very thing that we resist or want to stay away from or don't pursue as much as we once did and we grow comfortable, don't necessarily want to change. But the reality is that's God's plan for us, our lives is that we are to change, that, that, that change is part of having a renewed mind, that, that our mind changes in our approach to the spiritual things. If we're not careful, the things of God, following Jesus, being a disciple, um, those things will come to a halt. We'll, we'll get stuck if we don't have the right perspective to change. You know, change is the one true constant in life. The, the, the change, it just continues. That things continue to change. But the question is, will we continue to change. For some people, change is new. It's exciting. I remember being in my teenage years. I wanted everything to change every day. Something new every day. Some, those of you who have kids, it's just like, we did that yesterday. Are you serious? What are we doing today? Show us something new. Get us excited. They want change. But as we go on in life, sometimes we want to things to stay the same. For others, change is scary, unpredictable. Sometimes it fills our hearts with worries for an unknown future, feeling nervous about next steps. A big part of our posture towards change is actually in our mind. And we can train our mind to have a mentality, a mindset. Scientists have discovered this is neuroplasticity, they call it. That you can actually change the way that you think towards change. So that you can, as you see change coming in your life, that you can, can gear even your own brain to receive it better, to receive it well, to have a posture that is different. 
That's what Paul said to the church in the Ephesus in verse uh, 17. He says, now I say to this, and look, look at what he says. He actually says, and I testify to in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. He was saying some things to the church, and we're going to break it down here. So point number one this morning, this is the, t- uh, this is the first point. I've changed. Come on, let's all say it together. Ready? One, two, three. I've changed. It's true. You have changed. And praise God for that. I remember being like, you know, 20, I was hanging out with my friends at church, and that was like, a, we used to use that as a dig to each other. We'd ask, hey, come hang out. We're going to a movie. We're going. And those that couldn't come, we'd be like, oh, you've changed. You know, like, you're different. You're not the same person. It used to be a dig. And so I got fed up with it one time. I was like, you know what? I have changed. I am different. Praise God, I'm saved. I'm on, my, I'm on my way to heaven. I have changed. And it's a good thing. If you've encountered Jesus, given your life to Him, you're brand new, saved by grace. You're a new person. It's a new day. You have a new reality. You have changed. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, completely changed. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. He is a new creation. And there's something in that alone that gives you the confidence to believe for transformation and change to come into your life and into your mind because it's already happened in your spirit man. Your your spirit man is brand new. You have changed. Aren't you glad you aren't who you used to be? I mean, I'll, I'll go first. But I remember the person I used to be. He wasn't much to write home about. He was selfish, ambitious in all the wrong ways, prideful, wasn't interested in the things of God, lived according to a natural mindset. But here's what happened. I met Jesus. I met Jesus. I realized my need of Him. And I repented. I asked for forgiveness of my sins. And I asked Him to come into my heart. And here's the miracle today. He did. And in that moment that we call salvation, that Paul is addressing here to the church in Ephesus, there there were raging Gentiles. He says, you've changed. He says, don't walk like that anymore. He's not talking to the way they they used to walk or even the, the way they're walking today. He's talking about as they walk through life. You've got to understand you've come from a place of you have changed. He said it in, in, to, the, to the same church in Ephesians 2 and verse 4. He says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses. In other words, when you were pretty lousy, he made us alive with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You're different. You're new. So you are changed. But number two, I can keep changing. So I have changed, but it's the will of God for your life. It's the word of the Lord today that you've got to keep changing. That it's actually God's plan that you wouldn't stay the same. That you wouldn't continue just to be like you are now, but you would actually keep changing. So you have changed, but you're called to change. See, the the Apostle Paul, he uses salvation three different ways. 
He uses past tense, present, and future. He says, you've been saved. And he says, you're being saved. And then he says, you will be saved. Now, I want you to think about that. You have been saved. There's been a complete overhaul. You're a different person. The old is gone. And praise God for that. But look at what it says in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 15. He says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved. You've changed, but God is calling you to keep changing. But here's the thing. You don't have to. Bless you. You don't have to. You don't have to change if you don't want to. You can just stay the same. You can stay how you are right now. But God's calling you to something greater. Many of the reasons we don't change is because it's uncomfortable. Another reason is sometimes it's difficult. Another reason is sometimes it requires us to learn new things. Change brings forth the unknown into my reality. But it's a good thing because this is why change always requires faith in God. It always requires us to look to heaven. It always requires us to look up and say, God, I don't know necessarily exactly how this is going to work out or how to handle it, but thank God I have you. That's why change is important is because it keeps us, listen to it, tethered to Him. It keeps us in connection with Him. It keeps us focused on Jesus. It keeps us reading our Bibles. Come on, somebody. It keeps us praying every day. It keeps us looking to God and saying, God, I don't know how to step into this new change called a new business, but thank goodness when I go into work today, I'll go in with you. I've changed, but I can keep changing. So how do you experience change? Well, this is how you do it. You seek for it. Those who seek, find. Those who knock on that door, it will be answered. Seek is fine. If you're not looking for it, if you're not looking for change, you won't find it. Are you the sort of person that's looking for, for change to come? Are you looking for the, the difference that might come into your life or are you trying to hide from it? I believe we're all called to set our minds. It's the power of the mindset of God is to set your mind to look and to understand and understand the growth will come if I'm willing to change in my life. We're going to be willing to embrace what change brings. See, the devil has an absolute field day with this because he he gets into our minds with lies like, hey, that's not going to be good for you, when actually it will be because it'll draw you closer to God. But we've got to keep changing because God's calling us to new things. And that's point number three, change unlocks my destiny. Change, it unlocks my destiny. If you've got a pen, write this down. Change in me unlocks the destiny for me. Change in me unlocks the destiny that's ahead for me. See, God will send, what I've, what I've learned is God will send the change agent into your world. He'll send the thing. He'll send the person. He'll send the, the class He wants you to do. He'll send the opportunity to come to Leadership College Interest Night. God brings it into play, but we have to be the ones that pick it up to embrace it with a new mindset. It's actually, you know, it's God's plan for you to change so that He can do what He wants to do in your life. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 13 lays it out for us. It says, but we ought always to give thanks to God, brothers beloved uh, by the Lord, because God chose you 
as the first fruits to be saved. Look at this, through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. That word sanctification, it means change. It means going through the process by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he also says, and a belief in the truth, which means to believe what the Word of God says. And in that process, we're changed. That God changes us as we walk through life. This is what the Apostle Paul calls being saved. Going through the process of going through this change that God wants to bring in our lives. And it's actually His choice. God chose for you to be His um, his possession, his inheritance, but you also to go through this process by the Spirit. I think about Moses, the great Old Testament deliverer of God's people. I love reading stories about Moses. I love seeing the faith in Moses. I love the, the, the life of Moses. But you know, Moses, he was a person that changed. He went through many changes in his life. One of the, one of the changes he went through was when he was... Um, looking after God's people, governing God's people, who was doing all the work, and his father-in-law shows up. It's in Exodus 18. His father-in-law shows up, sees what's going on, and says, man, this is messed up. You need to change the way you do things. And in Exodus 18, verse 24, it says, and so Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. In other words, he changed. And God's people were better off. I wonder how many people in your life will be better off because you decide to change. I wonder how many people, starting with your own family and your co-workers and your friends, that will unlock the destiny in them as you decide to change and be different because God's calling you to something greater in your life. Change, it unlocks your destiny. It unlocks your purpose. I think about the rich young ruler. He didn't change. Mark 10 and verse 20 he encounters Jesus, he asks him the question, and gets a response, and Jesus says all these things, lays it out. He says, teacher, I've kept all these from my youth. He says, I've done all these things. In other words, it's almost like he's saying, I, don't, I shouldn't have to change. I shouldn't have to change. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. Go and sell all you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful. In other words, he did not change. I wonder what would have happened in his life if he'd said, you know what, I'm going to do that trade. I'm going to sell that. I'm going to sell all of that. I'm going to go for it. Imagine what would have happened to his life. And I think about your life and what God could unlock in your purpose and your future as well. God is calling all of us into a destiny, but friend, it will require change. Your best future can only happen if you're willing to change. You have to be transformed, but it comes in a process of changing. See, this is what God does. He saves and then He calls. He saves us, He changes us, but then He calls us to be changed. I think about the, about the Apostle Paul. Man, you talk about a transformation. I mean, on the Damascus Road, on his way literally to persecute the church, gets knocked off his horse. His Tesla breaks down <laughs> by the power of the Lord. Knocked down on the ground. Completely changed. He got a name change, but more importantly, he had a complete change of his heart and the way he thought. And it was a miracle. And God did it 
to his life. But I think about what happened with Paul. And on from that, with this radical change, he went on to become the greatest apostle that ever lived. He wrote two-thirds of the the New Testament, which is, by the way, two-thirds more than you wrote. (laughs) Took the church to the Gentiles, to the known world, to us. All from a moment of change. What could God do if you opened your life up and said, God, change me. I'll I'll, I'll open my life. I'll embrace. I'm seeking. I want you to change. I wonder what God could do. This is what will happen. He'll do the same thing he's done for everyone. He'll change you and continue to change you to become like Christ. John the Apostle, who in his earlier years, they wrote about him as one of the sons of thunder. You know, he was like, I want to be next to Jesus. I want to be at that level. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, he was, he was just out of control, had his own way of doing things, but through a process of change, I love that we learn about John, that he, re- he writes later on to the church. Look at what he says in 1 John 4 and 17. He says, by this is love perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is also are we in this world. In other words, the process, the change, the whole point of it is all so that you would not only follow Jesus, that you would talk like Jesus, that you would walk like Jesus, and that you would think like Jesus, that that change would continue in you so you would get to a place where, man, it is just like change after change after change, and you are conforming into His image. That is the transformation that God has that you'll begin to see things like Jesus saw them, that you'll begin to think about things the way that Jesus thought about things. When your mind is different, you start to see differently. You start to experience what it is to be a transformed person and have a renewed mind to think about. You'll, You'll come across situations and you'll offer input and wisdom that no one else is able to because you have a renewed mind. Because you are like Jesus in this world. As he is, are we also in this world. Means at this time. But it's only possible with a renewed mind, a changed perspective. Over and over and over again, it doesn't matter if you're 16 or 60, your mind can change. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. It doesn't matter how good or bad your past is. You can experience this kind of change. That you can open your life up to a perspective and a continual change. So it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter how hard things have gotten. It doesn't matter how hard things are in the future. That God's going to do something in your life. So number one, I've changed. Number two, I can keep changing, but it's my choice. Number three, change unlocks my destiny and my purpose. And all this is possible because four, Jesus never changes. (laughs) And this is my favorite part. Is that God's calling us into this process of change, a continual change, a a season in, season out change to, to continually walk and become more like Him and have a transformed life and a renewed mind. Why and how is it possible? Because Jesus never changes. Our life, it's like we orientate all through life the whole time. Jesus is never changing, but, 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 but we will be changing as well. And it's this beautiful relationship with the one who never changes. We know it, there's several places in the Bible that talks about it. Let me show you Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He remains the same, but we change. 
This was God's plan all along, that he would provide for us the one who never changes, our saviour, our shepherd, and that we would become like him. That as we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, you know what you were doing this morning when we were worshipping four songs? We weren't singing four songs. We were looking at Jesus. We were singing to Jesus and what was happening even in that moment in the spirit realm is we are being conformed. We are being changed. Something is happening. Don't underestimate the power of a worship environment. Can I just encourage you? Because when every time you're in worship, you change a little bit. Yeah. Even if it's just for one song. And I'm telling you, if you open your life up to it and you're willing to, to go after it and seek it, God will do it because He's faithful. Romans 8 and verse 29 says, For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed. Conform to what? To the image of his son. In order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. As you walk through life, here's the best part. Jesus doesn't change. He never changes. He's the immovable, steadfast force in your life. He's the shepherd who doesn't leave. I love we sang that this morning. You're my shepherd. You're my keeper. He's the one who won't bail on you. You might have had a hundred people bail out on you in life, but Jesus will never bail out on you. He's the one who has you change. As you conform into his image, he will always remain with you. He said this in Matthew 28 and verse 20, literally the words of Jesus. It says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you and behold, I am with you always and to the end of the age. The Spirit helps us become like Jesus. And that's what we're going after, that process of change in Jesus' name. Would you stand? Why don't you right now just ask the Holy Spirit? Why don't you just ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? What part of this is for me? What area of my life needs to change? What thing do I need to step into that's gonna require a mindset that, that, that's willing to change? Maybe you're in here today and you're like, I've actually never sought after change or I haven't sought after change in a while. I just believe God's gonna unlock something. God's gonna unlock pur- purpose in your life. There's gonna be something you step into because you decided, God, I wanna change. So with every head bowed in this place, I want to pray for you. God, I just pray right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're working right now, that you're showing people where in the whole sphere of our lives, across all the different areas of our lives and relationships and calling and assignment, Lord, that you've changed us and you are calling us to change. And so, God, I pray that you'd help us, that you'd show us, show us how to change and help us as we change. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.